During the course of this time, God did several really miracles. And so I just want Paul to be able to have an opportunity. Edward, give me a wave when you're ready, okay? So uh, let's all just enjoy Paul's testimony, okay? All right, all right. So it kind of started back like back in October of last year. Uh, several of you knew that I had been working two jobs for 30 years, and I decided last year that it was time to give up one. My children had grown, and Alec had gone to college, and had left, and I was downsizing in a lot of different ways. And one of the ways was my desire was always just to be able to work one job and to be able to move forward in life and what God had called me to do uh, with my wife, Vicay. Uh, so back in October, I took the plunge, quit one of my jobs, and decided to go full-time landscaping, in which I did and which I am doing now. And as a result of that, as, as I stepped out in faith, I heard the Lord say that I will bless every move that you make. And he sure did. As soon as I stepped out in faith to go full-time landscape, my business just boomed. It just went off the charts. And it's still doing that. It's just going so crazy right now. I'm like, what, what am I going to do? You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm like, like working two jobs again just with one job. You know, that's how much work it is. So that was in October. And so as I'm kind of getting used to what God was doing and trying to refigure my whole life because, you know, after working two jobs for 30 years and now that I'm working one job. Uh, so as I'm moving forward and into the spring and I'm getting busy, uh, in late April of this past spring, I was uh, up on top of my truck. I had a big pile of mulch up on there, and I stepped off the truck after loading the wheelbarrow up, stepped off the truck with one leg on top of the mulch pile on top of the truck, reached over the, the truck bed onto the bumper, and I missed the bumper. And in the process of me missing the bumper, I had a metal trailer, which I catapulted off the top and landed on my side, and I broke four ribs and severed the lower part of my spine completely off. So the next thing I know, I'm just screaming, you know, for bloody murder. I'm like crying and screaming. And I'm down between the truck, and I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do, and I'm getting ready to pass out. And uh, so I get myself out between the truck, and I look up. I'm doubled over just crying, going, Jesus, heal me. Please help me. And I'm just screaming. Never felt that type of pain before. And I happen to look up, and I've seen this lady pull up in front of the entranceway across from James River High School. Anybody know where James River? Okay. Where there's an entranceway right there, and she pulled up to pick up her daughter, from school. So the next thing I know, I'm feeling hot and cold, and I'm getting ready to pass out of here. I hope I can make it to her. And as I'm getting up there, the next thing I know, I'm going, knocking on her window, going, 911, 911. I just hurt myself. And so she jumps out and she says to me, I'm with the volunteer fire department. The fire department's on the way. So that was the first thing. The second thing was, when I got to the hospital, of course, they did their thing. The surgeons came in and said, yes, you got a pretty bad fall, four broken ribs, lower spine completely severed off, no nerve damage. Was He says, you were very close, but he says, you know, hey, luck was on your side. And, of course, we can't out of there saying, no, Jesus is on our side, you know. And, uh, and so he says, no nerve damage. You'll be fine, but it's going to be a hard recovery. And so here I am just starting a business. Given up $25,000 a year off the top of my salary, which I used to have, and all my insurance, starting a new business, I'm in doubt. I'm going, God, where did I miss it? You know, here I am. I'm, this is crazy. You know, all this work, blah, blah, blah. And uh, so the doctor says to me, he says, Paul, you know, it'll probably be six to eight weeks before you get back to work. 
Well, I wish Victor was here tonight. You, how many know Victor here? Okay. Victor. Let me, I wish he was here. You know, my wife and Victor took the reins of our business. My wife works a 40-hour, 50-hour-a-week job already taking care of children. You know, that's, that's, that in itself is tough. That's a tough job. She takes care of three children and soon to be four. But she would get out there with a lawnmower and backpacks, trimmers. You know, and she's worked with me from day one. Uh, but Victor heard about the fall through, I think, faith. Something happened. Next thing I know, I'm at home. I'm drugged up, and I get a call, and Victor's on the line. And so I wish he was here. But Victor dropped everything he did from Atlanta, Georgia, and he came within a couple days, and he took the reins. He took the reins, guys. He stood, he stood the test, and he came. He had done a little bit of landscaping before, but he did an excellent job with me, him and my wife. I didn't have to worry about a thing. Here I am laid up in, in the bed. I'm, I can't even breathe. You know, I'm so drugged up with all the drugs ahead of me and still hurting. I couldn't breathe. I'm sitting up at nighttime, but here's Victor in our home, going out early in the morning with my wife. They're cutting all these lawns, heat of the summer, you know, 70, 80, 90 degree weather, 100 degree weather, and Victor was there, and he helped me all the way through. So next time you see Victor, say, tell Victor, say, brother, you're an example of Christ to many, especially to Paul Smith, because he was there. He was there. My business, my wife may have been able to do it, but I'm going to tell you, if Victor was not there, I don't know where I would be today with my business, honestly. People wouldn't have worried, waited three weeks. I mean, that, you know, because when the doctors were saying four to eight or six to eight weeks, God healed me in three weeks. In three weeks, I'm back up full blast, 100% going at it again. Three weeks, not six to eight weeks. So that was just some of the things God did. And people say, how's your ribs today? I said, it's almost like I got flex, like I got rubber ribs now. You know, they're just like, I can still do it all. You know, no pain. As far as the part that's severed off, I don't feel that anymore. I don't know where that's at, if it's even still there. That thing might be down the James River somewhere. I don't know where that's at. I mean, I mean did I say the James River? I'm sorry. I meant uh, somewhere else. Uh, but, um, but anyway, so, but all that. And then, and then, of course, you know, when you end up with injuries, you end up with what? You end up with a bill. Heavy, heavy bills. So I'm saying, okay, so... One of my worst arguments of my life was probably about the second or third day out of the hospital, two or three o'clock in the morning, and my wife and I are up. You know, she's just stuck, stuck with me the whole time. And, and um, one of our worst arguments was, was this. Here it is. Paul, we got a business here. We have nobody basically to help. And this is before Victor arrived. Again, my wife probably could have handled it, but it had been very, very tough. But it's 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. We're setting up, and we are arguing like nobody's business. The devil had came in and just said, what are you going to do now? You're by yourself. No money, you know. And after just a few seconds, I said, you know what, McKay? Enough is enough. God is going to supply for us. And right then, the peace of God just came over us. And from that forward, that day forward, we just didn't worry about it anymore. It was just like it was going to be taken care of. So I began to heal. The doctor bills kept rolling in, as they always do. So McKay and I decided, you know, we're going to pay off the doctor bills because they are worthy of the money because they actually were there to help bring about this speedy recovery. Uh, there was no operation involved. There was just meds, meds, meds. Um, so after I began to heal, and I said, okay, God's going to take care of it. And next thing you know, we paid off the hospital bill, I mean the, the doctor bills, 
The doctor bill for two days in the hospital was 34000 plus. No operation, just meds, constantly 24-hour meds. So, you know, I don't know what people do when they have operations. It's crazy. But when the bills kept coming in, we kept paying our doctor bills off. And I said, okay, we will talk to the, doc- the hospital later on. You know, we have to pay it by, you know, monthly payments or whatever. You know, we're going we're we're to honor this, you know. This is what we got to do. We got to honor this, the, the hospital as well. And so uh, got the doctor bills pretty much paid off, and we were waiting for the last doctor, uh, one of the surgeon's bills to come in. You know how the surgeon are. They didn't do operation, but they're still asking for money. What's that about, you know? Hey, you're going to be okay? That will be $500. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> anyway, thank, I'm thankful that they were there. But anyway, so what happened was we got to their last bill, and we just received that last week, I believe, for like 75 bucks or something. But two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, I'm up in New York City. Well, before I go, I go to the mailbox, and I pull out this bill from the hospital, and I'm looking on the bill, and it says, uh, hospital, blah, 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 patient portion, zero, 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 zero. Now, after insurance, after, before insurance, it was a 34000 They had billed us, billed us out of my pocket, $15,000. 15000 that, that'll make you stop and think a minute, right? But then a few days later, I get this in the bill, this, this piece of paper from the hospital saying zero, 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 zero. And I'm like, and it was just, you know how it is when you receive something like it, you're going, okay, what's going on here? Something ain't right. You know, you forget the goodness of God. You forget that God, our Father, Abba Daddy, is providing for us 24-7. Some of you right now are in doubt about the goodness of God. But Abba Daddy, Father God, you know, he's head of the admissions of the hospital. He's head of the HR, okay? Amen? He took care of that bill. That bill is gone, every bit of it. We were, we were supposed to have paid $6,000. I was out of pocket before they even kicked in to do any type of insurance. But somewhere, somehow, the $15,000 bill that was, was supposed to be coming out of our pocket is gone. Totally debt-free right now. De- debt-free. 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 Unamazed, just amazing. It's amazing. Totally amazing. But you know what? A lot of people played a big part in my life. Number one, people that were praying from day one. I've never felt, first of all, the kind of pain I had ever. But the pressure in heaven, in my bedroom, in my little office where I slept most of the time, under all that, one night I was in, in there on the couch. Oh, it was early hours of the morning. And all of a sudden, I just sensed the presence of God. And he came in. And, and all it was was just, I'm checking on you to see how you're doing. Simple as that. And then, and then he left. The presence left. It was gone. After three weeks, I returned back to church because, I, like I said, I couldn't hardly move. I walked in, and a breeze just blew right over me. Because through all this, I was in doubt. I was in fear. Wondering, God, where did I miss you? Because it's a bad thing to miss God. You know what I mean? Even though you're going to be okay. But, you know, we want to be right on with God all the time. Right? Don't we want to be hearing Father? Because it's an exciting thing to hear the Father's voice speaking to you. It's just something that it's just no words can even. I mean, it's just awesome. Just do that. But that day I walked in the church after three weeks, and God helped me figure it all out. And he said this, and now I'm going to speak this to you as the church tonight as well. As I walked in, I heard the, the, the breeze just came across me, and this tremendous amount of peace came over me, 
And it says, the enemy has struck, but I have struck harder. And after that, I was just bawling back there. I was like, the enemy has struck against you, but I have struck harder. You know, that's what the, in Genesis it talked about that, right? That Jesus was prophesied he would come, strike the heel, bruise the head. This is what he, he took me back then. I read that whole story over again and it became a life to me. And then as soon as I walked over and I sat down. Now, this is after God had, been, had done a great work in my life and healed me and then brought me back to my feet and got a move. And I walked over and sat down and I heard the Holy Spirit say to me, Stop wallowing in your pain. So, so often we get healed and God does great things in our lives and we continue to live in the past. And man, I was like laying there because you know what? I said, you know what, Father? You're exactly right. Holy Spirit, you're exactly right. You healed me. I'm up walking and I'm trying to, and I'm still holding on to the pain because sometimes we do that. The symptoms of pain comes and we hold on to it for many reasons. Sometimes we just like to be uh, patted on the back and say, are you okay? You know? You know, we like, to, we like to sock in our suffering sometimes. And God says, get up, move forward. But well, that's the whole thing. And, of course, God just did a great thing, a marvelous thing. But a lot of you came and you brought food to my house. Just you guys coming. You know, man, I eat really good, man. I mean, sometimes I'm like, you know, let me break my leg and see what happens. Hey, you know. But, no, but anyway, everybody here, people praying, people that showed their love by coming out, you know, it was awesome. Just so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Great, Paul. Great, great. Um, you know, one of the, of course, we've had opportunity many times to be able to share testimony of what God does on Monday nights here at the healing rooms. And uh, so grateful for Bob and Betsy Barkley as they're leading our healing rooms. And so many people that's here that you come out and you volunteer through prayer through, uh, through being a part of the teams that's praying for people, whatever. And uh, so there's always, I mean, Bob and Betsy are always telling me just amazing testimonies that are happening on Monday nights as people come in and they encounter the, the love and the power of God. So there's a testimony I'd like for Betsy to be able to, to just take a moment and share about something that's happened recently. take a chance, um, an opportunity, Bob and I both, to thank everybody who comes so faithfully to minister Monday after Monday after Monday. Because so, none of this would happen without you all. So, Anyway. Um, I received this testimony last Monday. I received this testimony last Monday. Um, and this is from a woman who came to the healing room the week before. God is amazing. Last week I encountered God in a, un, in a way unimaginable. I visited Harvest Renewal Church for the first time on Sunday, August 2nd. And I was immediately, immediately greeted with the presence of the Almighty God. Later in the service, I learned about the healing rooms on Mondays. The Lord told me to go that next day, Monday, August 3rd. 
It was a fight for me to get there, but I forged through. Once I got there, the prayer warriors in the healing rooms allowed me to be myself and to be free during the time of prayer. I was able to forgive all of those who had hurt me and abandoned me during my life, including the man who had molested me when I was young and my natural father who had rejected me. I was also able to forgive myself. In the moment of dealing with unforgiveness, I also forgave God. And then my heart was set on fire with an abundance of joy and freedom and life. I never thought I could be loved or wanted, but that was a lie. And now I know that I am able to be loved and love others. I praise God for setting me free from death and translating me into God's life. And I now know that he lives in me. God accepts me, always. I am surrounded with his love in abundance. He gives me confidence that I can be loved and continue to be loved. This past weekend, I was able to give someone a hug and not block it out, but truly receive it. I now know I am worthy of people's love and God's love. I am loved. What a joy. I am loved. I am free. Okay, this is this is a testimony that I received um, earlier this month as well. I am still shouting and giving God the praise from my doctor's report yesterday. All the tests came back showing no cancer and no pre-cancer. All looks good and all is well. The initial pap test had shown cancer cells, which prompted the biopsy. But further testing now showed nothing of any alarm and everything is negative. I said, thank you, Lord, right then and there, because my God and my Father, he loved me so much that he healed me even before they saw what they initially saw. I have to admit that at first I was shaken, but thanks be to God. For the saints, and for the saints, because when we are weak, they are strong, as the strong bear the infirmities of the weak. I knew when I left the healing rooms that Monday night that I had nothing to worry about. God is so good, and I thank him that I had a friend who encouraged me to go to the healing rooms. I praise God for his love. I thank my friend for her obedience in taking me to the hospital for surgery like man cannot perform. Yeah. Um, I am so, so excited. I'm walking 10 feet taller in the love of my Jesus who does all things well. And I thank them so much for taking, I thank him so much for taking me to the, to the king. That's awesome. That's just a just a a little bit of what happens on Monday nights here in the healing room. So it's really amazing. Um, let's see. 
Before we have our worship team to come up here, we're going to have two testimonies that's going to be happening outside when we do our water baptism. Marcus is going to share a little bit what God's been doing in his life, phenomenal things. And then Dre is going to be sharing how God's been impacting his life, and uh, both him and his wife are going to be baptized, water baptized, so we're excited about that. So, um, Jason, come up here. I know uh, last week, last week, or a week before last, whatever, Y'all had a youth camp, and uh, I know you have a couple of youth that want to share a testimony. Yeah, Tanner and Cameron, you can come up this way. So uh, not this last week, week before that, we went on a camp called, his theme this year was In His Image. You see these guys wearing their shirts, wearing my counselor's shirts. So um, it's not In His, I'm a G, it's actually In His Image. <laughs> but it was awesome. We, we uh, for those of you who didn't know, we went... I'm a G. You come on now. <laughs> it was good times. But uh, we joined in, um, if you've heard of Catch the Fire Ministries, it's a ministry out of Toronto, but they also have a pretty good church down in Raleigh, North Carolina. And they, they have amazing uh, guys there that I've, got, I've gotten to know. And we joined in on their camp that they do every year. This is probably their fourth time they've done it uh, in the summers down here in, in, uh, in the south, kind of. Um, I'm from Texas. That's a true South. So I'm just tell you. Anyways, um, we uh, joined in with these guys, our church, their church, and a South Carolina crew uh, that they came up from their church. And it was just an awesome week of about 75, 80 teenagers there with a bunch of counselors in their early 20s. And I was one of the oldest ones there, you know, <laughs> like, uh, uh, yeah, I'm old enough, you know, <laughs> still in my 30s. Yes. Um, not even halfway through my 30s yet, so that's good. Um, so anyways, we had a great week. We started out Sunday, the two Sundays from today ago that we drove down to Raleigh, spent the night in a church, broke up into four different teams, and there was eight of us, eight, sorry, eight of us, eight teenagers, plus Liz and myself, Liz in the back, she went to help the crew, that's awesome. But there was nine, sorry, nine teenagers, two Leaders, 11 of us that went, which is awesome. You know, I'm telling you, some of you may not know this. Our youth ministry is like 10 months old, you know. And so we've got like, you know, from some weeks, 15 of us in my, trying to squeeze into my house, trying to do youth nights. And we're like, yeah, this is awesome, you know, and going for Jesus and learning about who we are, learning about who he is. And it's been wonderful. And, and this camp was all about uh, identity, made in his image, Identity, coming to know us as the sons of God, dealing with uh, woundedness of the heart. It's all about the, you know, the heart. It wasn't about just getting out there and do a bunch of cool things. But who are we? The question of who are we in his image, you know. And dealing with pains, you know, dealing how to deal with pain, how to deal with rejection, forgiveness. Uh, a lot of uh, oneness teaching was taught during this time too. And it was an amazing time. So, like, really I want to thank the church for, you know, sewing. Many of you have sewed. Either you bought some of our baked goods. A couple of you came out to the car wash, had your car washed for us, uh, with, with us. And, uh, and you sewed money into helping these guys go. And it was an amazing week. And so we're going to ask Tanner and Cameron here, what happened to these guys during this week? So Tanner, what happened? Well, um, camp was uh, amazing. A lot of, you asked a lot of kids, like, what their favorite part was, and they were like, chapel. It was, like, time with the worship and the message. It was just so cool. 
It's great worship times. But the thing I got out of it the most was probably uh, one of the worship nights. I don't remember which. I I felt a lot of high school, I've been thinking, like, in the back of my mind, I was just like, I'll wait to really go after God till I'm done with high school, till all that's gone. And I just felt like the whole week God was just saying, it's time now. It's like, like, there's no more waiting. We can do this now. So, um, okay. So, well, while I was at camp, there was one of the evenings when we had chapel, um, and we were just during worship. And um, uh, um, actually, I think it was after one of the messages, they turned on some worship music that I was worshiping. And, and I just felt, I felt like God had really, like, went really a lot deeper into my heart and, like, just kind of sunk in there a lot more. And um, and so, and, like, before camp, I was, like, when I wouldn't, um, I didn't really like listening to worship music that much. I mean, I thought it was okay, but, like, I would, li- I would listen to more, like, just um, more, like, pop music and stuff. And um, But then after camp, I've, um, after that night, I kind of, like, I, like, loved listening to worship music, and, like, and when we got home, I had, um, I had, like, a playlist thing that, um, for worship music, and it was just, like, yeah, so now I love it a lot more. Yay. We had an awesome time, man. Like, some of these youth, like, even, like, Cole was saying, hey, share my testimony, Jason, like, even. Cole would have been here today, but he's like, yeah, he had this amazing encounter with God where there's just visions were opening up before him, him just standing at the right hand of the Father, and just that connection of intimacy with him and his Father, you know, Daddy God kind of deal was awesome. So that happened throughout the week. We got chapel in the morning, get up early, have breakfast at 8. If you get there late, you get laked, which basically you get thrown in the lake. If you're late, you get laked, lake. Yeah, kind of. So it happens throughout the whole week. Yeah, you just, you know, kind of deal with games, chapel in the morning, more games, lunchtime, then more games. And we did some ropes course. We did some crazy stuff. If you go on my Facebook page, you'll see some embarrassing photos of some people that, you know, did some crazy things. We were constantly either, like, going deep in intimacy or being stretched from our dignity, you know, <laughs> from, from these games. You know, so it was a good week, and we got maybe four or five hours of sleep every night, if that much. So, um it was an awesome time. I think we were all changed, all encounteredly changed. We're going taking this part of our who we do, who we, what we do in our ministry and our youth stuff. So thank you for sewing. Thank you for sending us out. Yeah. Okay. I want to invite our worship team to come on up here. We're going to spend a few moments in worship here before we go outside and get ready for water baptism. So let me go encourage if you are being baptized, if you want to change of clothes or whatever, you can go ahead and do that toward the, the latter part of worship, and uh, then we'll meet outside. We're going to pray also for Chip uh, when we get finished with worship. Pastor Chip is getting ready to head to Ethiopia, right, with his daughter.